0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with May 3rd, 1919, pages 271 through 273. May 3rd, 1919. I celebrated Mass in the Cathedral at 10 o'clock. His Excellency, Archbishop Teodorovich delivered the sermon. He speaks well and is a real orator. The sermon was political in content, and only at the end did he mention the Blessed Virgin. The people could not understand this sermon. Only a handful of the intelligentsia could have grasped what he was saying. His Excellency Archbishop Teodorovich and Father Lutaslavsky accepted the invitation to have lunch with me. They are both of the opinion that Vilnius, the Polonized areas of Lithuania and Belorussia, should be annexed to Poland. Father Lutosławski left first, and His Excellency the Archbishop remained alone with me. I questioned him about the situation of the Church in Poland and the position taken by the Parliament. They are determined to take over Church property. His Excellency, the Apostolic Visitator Ratti, wanted the Polish government to deal directly with the Holy See in this matter, but the committee that was looking into the question refused to do so, saying that this was within the jurisdiction of the bishops. The bishops asked Ratti to request the Holy Father to permit them to negotiate with Parliament on this question and to save whatever they can. The right wing is dominant in the Parliament. There are 20 priests and a large number of peasants who, who will follow the clergy. The Parliament has not yet adopted a constitution. In about two weeks, the Catholics will present the question of the relation between Church and State for discussion in Parliament and hope that it will agree to declare Catholicism the accepted religion in Polish lands. But until now, they have held back in order not to antagonize the Masons abroad and also so that Poland would not be labeled as a reactionary state. This could be detrimental to relations with other countries. O Lord, it seems that everywhere action is being taken against the Church. I pointed out to him that it was not a good thing when priests are too involved in politics. Were there not too many priests in Parliament? His Excellency replied that Monsignor Ratti had been of the same opinion, but now agrees that the priests had acted correctly in becoming members of Parliament. I also asked him how we should regard the activities of Piłsudski and Osmowowski. Here, the Archbishop said that neither of them had any authorization from Parliament to implement any kind of political program here. Parliament disapproves. The Polish representatives have come with their own declarations. It is true. Today, the announcement was made that Vilnius is to be immediately united, annexed to Poland. I also inquired whether Pilsutski was really the head of state. He said that Pilsutski had been designated such for two weeks, and this had not been retracted. The parliament has a great deal of trouble with Pilsutski, but it cannot do without him, since he has the army on his side. On the other hand, Piłsudski's actions are detrimental to Parliament and to Poland because he is a socialist and a party man. Everywhere in society and within the armed forces, he is carrying on political agitation. He is also not a man without vanity. For a long time, he has been dreaming whether he will enter Vilnius on a bay or a grey horse. He has the idea of restoring Lithuania and Belarusia to the boundaries of the ancient Lithuanian Grand Duchy and of creating a Jewish state. This is contrary to the wishes of Parliament, and so he is regarded as betraying the national cause. He is also destroying Poland financially. He acquired 15 million and distributed it among his supporters and to finance agitation. This is to be an official, there is to be an official investigation by Parliament. The economic situation in Poland is rather difficult. There are few trains, funds are low, the workers' wages have been greatly increased by the socialists, and for this reason, the cities are going into debt and the state itself must borrow money. British policy is contrary to that of Poland. Apparently, the British want to keep the countries around the Baltic Sea under their own influence and protection. On April 4th, Poland declared in Parliament that it recognizes Lithuania's independence, so others would not think that they intend to seize foreign territory. When I told the Lithuanians about this, they interpreted it differently. In their opinion, the Poles simply want to cover up their activities in Vilnius and also their intentions. A member of the Polish Parliament, Swida, told me during his visit that the Poles, after taking care of the Bolsheviks, are going to liberate Lithuania from the Germans. The Lithuanians themselves cannot do this because they are in debt to the Germans. The Poles cannot tolerate the fact that the Germans, while they are still in Lithuania, are constantly plotting against them and inciting the Lithuanians to turn against them as well. They intend to attack Grodno and the Suvalki region, and disarm the germans they will force the lithuanians to join the poles my god my god what a terrible thing is the politics of our time morality is completely excluded from the political arena the same morality which governs and guides re- relations among individuals should also govern the relations between nations christ has not given up a given us a double standard nor double justice but only one. There can be no true peace among nations until they begin to base their relations with one another on the moral principles of Christ. I heard that the members of the Warsaw Parliament had participated at the meetings and assemblies of the local polls. A very noble-minded young lady came to see me. She was indignant at Father Lutosławski's speech He had practically incited the common people to go out and massacre the Jews. He said that there was still one enemy against whom the Poles must fight to the death, the Jews. Such speeches might truly provoke the people who are already enraged against the Jews to go out and kill them. In my opinion, this involvement of priests in politics is disastrous. When one is excited, the mind is clouded, overcome, By political passion, a priest can easily drift off somewhere far from the Spirit of Christ. Well, Blessed George writes in this entry of celebrating Mass in the Cathedral, probably for the soldiers who had been killed, an archbishop preached a very political sermon which went over the heads of most of the people in attendance. At least he mentioned the Blessed Virgin Mary at the end of the homily. Blessed George said that the archbishop was a good orator, but his message was not understood by many. It seems that the archbishop did not know himself. A bishop is to preach Christ, not politics, and he didn't know his listeners either, what they really needed to hear. Blessed George had lunch with the archbishop and another priest. They discussed the current situation in the area, and Blessed George asked if Perhaps there were too many priests in Parliament. Uh, Blessed George concluded this section with his belief that the involvement of the priests in politics is disastrous. It can lead to the priests straying far from the spirit of Christ. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, Grant me the grace, and here mention your intention. For which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org journal. That's thedivinemercy.org journal. Blessed George, pray for us.